Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michelle, how do people get to your show? How do they get to your social media? Because your show's on fire. Michelle Swimmick is joining me now tonight, live from Arizona. Hi, Michelle. How are you tonight? I am excellent, Brandon. How are you? Michelle Swinnick, you're a uh, you're a, a firebrand. Hey, good morning, everybody. It uh, this is not your normal show. Obviously, we have our shows tonight on Brighton.tv at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's 4 p.m. Pacific time. But because of what's been going on this week with Daniel Wood and Joseph Grimm and the filings of the Arizona court case, we wanted to do a special state of constitutional emergency here in Arizona show. So um, again, it's not going to be, this is not Brighton production. This is me and Restream and the boys are, I'm going to bring them on here in a second, but I do want to just let everybody know that all the court case documents that Daniel and Joseph have filed is on the website. This is azsavesamerica.us, azsavesamerica.us, and the remonstrance and also the notice, which is what the one-click, the jot form, this is the one-click email campaigns, that we still want you guys to be doing this. We want you guys to be doing the one-click email campaigns that we have through Act for America, which is to ban the voting machines. The other one is to demand an investigation into the corruption and the fraud in Arizona and also in um, the November 8th election. So again, there's three of those. There's three of the three steps. There's four clicks and there's two. The, the remonstrance that's on there is the one that Daniel and his team put together and Joseph and Deborah and, uh, and Rosemary. And um, those are uh, those are the one click email campaigns. One of them goes to the 61 board of supervisors in the whole state of Arizona. And the other one goes to the 90 legislators in Arizona, that's both the Democrats and the Republicans. So the other two go to the 215 of all of the different positions. And that is your 90 legislators, 61 board of supervisors, the 15 county recorders, the 15 unconstitutional sheriffs, the 15 county attorneys, the 16 election directors, and the 15 county, we added the county chairs in there, right? Because they wanted to be in charge. They wanted to go ahead and represent the people. Well, you're going to get the emails too, because this is all about holding them accountable, holding them accountable. So I want you to go there every day, once a day, every day, tell 10 of your friends, you're going to still do these email you know, uh, one-click campaigns. And you're going to hold them accountable on social media. You're going to go to the meetings. You're going to go to the board of supervisors meetings. Leslie's taking care of that here in Mayor Corruption County. And um, again, this is about understanding the information. I want you to read the court case. I want you to read these documents because the grievances the people are expressed in them gives you your talking points. It'll make you so much smarter about the Constitution and also the remonstrance. It's loaded with all the information as to why the uh, elections are unconstitutional, the acts that they have done are unconstitutional, the have acts unconstitutional, the ARS statutes are unconstitutional. So um, with that being said, azsavesamerica.us, and I also want you to go over to 
savemyfreedom.us, sign up there because that is where we're going to be putting, that's where we put all the toolkits together, savemyfreedom.us, that's where all the toolkits are. I'm going to do one after this show this weekend, I'm going to do a master one for all of the documents and all the information and the videos that, that Daniel has done, Joseph's done, that the ladies at Affidavit Mamas have done, so that way you have everything in one place. And this is something that everybody in the country can get behind because what happens in one state happens in the other states. And again, Arizona, this is the most demonic state in the country. This is where all the evil is happening from. And we could stop the evil. The goal is to stop the evil together. And we can do this. You got to hold these people accountable. And that's what Daniel and Joseph and the rest of the team have done with this court case. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the boys on and then they're just going to rip for the whole, as long as we, we go. I don't know, it's going to be an hour, hour and a half. And this is going to be on Rumble. I got to set it up right now. So that'll be streaming on there and it'll be on there when it's finished as an episode. It'll be episode 196. It's part of the Arizona and America Corruption Exposed series. All right. So let's bring on the boys and get the show on the road and have your friends tune in. Tell everybody to watch this right now. It's on all the platforms. You're going to save my freedom.tv in order to pick your platform. All right. There's Joseph. Grim, Daniel Wood. All right. So I'm going to let you guys take over. I'm going to exit. I will be behind the scenes. I'm going to go set up the rumble. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, but I do want to say one thing. I just want to say uh, on behalf of uh, America, a huge thank you for all the time, the sacrifice and that you guys have put into this court case. And this has been going on for three years with the things that you've been working on. And uh, America owes you a, a deep debt of gratitude for what, how big of a deal this is. And you're going to explain all that. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything and the sacrifices that you made to put this all together. Okay. Oh, these are two, these are two American heroes, people. Yeah. So these are the people, when they say fighting for you, these candidates say, well, I'm fighting for you. They're doing nothing. This is to take action heroes who are fighting for you. This is what it means to fight for you. All right. You guys uh, go ahead and I, uh, I'm, I'll be in the background. Well, not, not not so much. This is sound, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel had some. He sounds I like had some myself muted. Issue. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good to go. All right, so I will. I'm here if you guys need me. Can you all hear right. me? I had. You're good. Sorry. No, it's quite all right. You've, you've, all you've, right. you've, you've done a so, lot. Today. Got a lot. Um, I, I'm just between Joseph and um and Michelle. I'm kind of hearing on my side a little rumbling. So, um. Yeah, I might ask you to explain if you're trying to say something or um, I might interrupt you. I don't mean to just um, can you hear me very well? I can hear you loud and clear, Daniel. All right. I can hear you better now. So um, yeah, I'll start good. it. You're good. <clears throat> Joseph, you know, I'll start it off and everything. And uh, those of you who are watching me and Joseph kind of we we kind of we we back and forth with each other, talk about things. Um, I just ask that you pay attention to what we're saying. You're going to learn a lot today. It's going to be a lot of information. You might have to go back and rewatch this video, however it may be. But <clears throat> this took us years. 
Joseph, 20 years. Me, I, I started after running for Congress, started looking into the Constitution, and it was hours upon hours upon hours of learning the fundamental principles of our nation and our Constitution and what our our founding fathers meant by it and the power that we the people have. And it's not even just the power, it's the authority we have that we don't know, all right? The Constitution, I want y'all to understand, there's there's this thing called a writ, okay? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the definition of a writ here. I'm gonna type it here into Webster's Dictionary so you have a definition of a writ. It is a former written document, a formal, a legal instrument in especially form issued under seal and in the name of English monarch. That's one definition, okay? Here's another definition, and this is important. An order or mandatory process in writing issued in the name of the sovereign or of a court or judicial officer commanding the person to whom it is directed to perform or refrain from performing an act specified therein. Okay, the power. Here's another one. The power and authority of the issuer of such a written order usually used with run. Okay. Why is this important? Why am I stressing this definition of writ? The Constitution, folks, is a writ by the people. It's a mandatory order, like command, right? The Declaration of Independence is a writ. It was written by the people. We are sovereign. You've got to understand that and really think about that in you because that is your authority. See, we're sovereign. It, we're, we're sovereign because God Almighty, God created the heaven and the earth, and then he created man, and then he gave man dominion over the land. And what did we do on this land? We formed the United States Constitution and our state constitutions. And when we have formed that, we formed the supreme law of the land. Okay. This is the supreme law of the land to which all have to abide by in government. See, we formed government and then we told government what our rights are and that they're not going to go outside of that. Okay. So those of you who think that the constitution gives you rights, it does not give you rights. You, your rights are given to you by God almighty. They're inherent. They're already there. What's in the constitution is to tell government officials that they are not going to go against that. Hence, when they take the oath of office, right? When they take this, is going to be important to the oath of office. When they take that oath of office, they're saying essentially that they're becoming servants of the people. They're voluntarily becoming servants of the people, right? So there's, there's rights that they don't have anymore because they voluntarily gave them up and that they're going to serve the people. Right. Everything becomes a privilege in a sense to them. OK, so um, and Joseph, if, if I'm kind of messing up a little bit, just step in, and say, hey, just clarify it or anything. That's the best thing about this group is if we're getting off a little bit and there, there might be a little something wrong about what we're saying, we correct each other because this has got to be right. It's precise. It's important. It's the wording is important, folks. So so here we are standing in our authority as the people. There's four of us. All right. If you don't know, us four here in Arizona filed a court case in the Superior Court of Arizona, Maricopa, Arizona. All right. So the Maricopa County Superior Court, we filed a court case. That court case started as a writ original, original writ. Okay. It was a constitutional question. The constitutional question about it was about the HAVA Act and the state laws in Arizona, which codified HAVA. Okay. Now, 
those people, people in the United States and people in Arizona, if you do not know what your state constitution says, you better go read your state constitution. Because in every state constitution, it says the elections are to be held by the people. By the people. All right. I'm going to say that again. All elections are to be held by the people. That is us, inhabitants of the United States and in, in the states within. Okay. That's a key word, too, inhabitants. There's a difference between inhabitant and citizen. It's very important. Words are important here. Okay. So, as we found that when we're talking about all elections held by the people, whenever a corporation, government, party, or association, or persons involve themselves in our election, they are now interfering with our right of suffrage as the people. Our elections were meant to be by the people. And I got a little word for you. We're not going to go into it, but just real quick, Republican Party and Democratic Party was never constitutional. It was never constitutional. It is a party. It's an interference of the election of the people. And I'll leave it at that. That's going to be a little too much for a lot of people to, to chew on. But kind of think about it and go back and read your constitution, your state constitutions, and you will see all elections are held by people, not corporations, not agencies, not associations, not persons or parties. So and not government officials. It's supposed to be by us. All right. Um. Everything sound about right so far, Joseph? <laughs> well, sounds perfect, Daniel. Yeah. It sounds perfect. All right. It, so, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, just keep going like you are with the basic. Where you start, where the power is in the writ, where a power is going to be in the alphabet in this form, and where the power is in the juret in this form. So everybody can understand, at least give them the basic function of what you have to have to come in your own power as the people. So if you're going to address things with your servants, just that's I just want them to know the basics of the means of each thing that we did. There's only three things that puts our documents together. One is what, Daniel? We have the first thing we do. We have to have the writ, right? Because it's an authoritative writing. We have to have an alpha. We're doing it in alpha David form. So that we're swearing to everything we're doing. We're not given. We're not we're not going to we're not going to say something that isn't truth. We're not going to take spaghetti, throw it against the wall and say, well, we hope that maybe they'll do something about it. Everything we've used is precision in law. Laws is precise. You must dot your I's, cross your T's. Law is precise. Right now, the way it's being ran in the states, in the United States, they're not using precision. They're not even following the law. So we have we're, we're, what we're doing is we're bringing everything back to its original intent. So the organic constitutions, everything is where it has to go back to start. And because we're going to get to the part in the end of this, we're going to show you where the power of government has fell away. And now it's up to us people to re to re basically reform our government, our current, the government that we want. So what I, what we're going to do is we want to show everybody from the basics here, from the, the case, why we did certain things, why we used uh, other, other methods of things that we've learned in the past where we had notices, then alpha Davids, and then we're trying to put them in court cases. And we didn't realize that there's a simple process for the, the sovereign, which is the people, to go ahead and have uh, use these instruments, the writs, the alpha David form, and using a jurat to... Uh, to basically uh, use your power that you've already been born with to speak to your representatives, to address them. Because just a regular notice in alpha David, 
isn't a command. A command comes from a writ. And so I was going to let Daniel take it from there. So everybody has like a basic understanding of what a writ is and what has to be in it as a sovereign. They have to be commands, just like the constitutions are written, just like the Bible's written. They have commands. They're all writs. Shall, mandatory, they're all commands. So I just want to give a basics understanding of a command that comes out of the common law. When the common law comes from the Bible, they're all commands. From God gives us the power. We, we took that power. We created the Constitution. Now we're giving the commands to our servants. It's the same thing as a servant from God. You get your command from the Bible, his laws. So it's just a hierarchy and it's, everything is uh, fractal or it's within itself. It all has to mirror itself in any type of government, even come from God, his power to you, your power down. So it's very simple. Don't make it complicated because there's nothing other than you have to worry about be, is besides you and your creator. And then after that, everybody's just servants. It doesn't matter. Everything, don't, all, everything else is just confusion for your mind. So I'll let Daniel take it from here so he can finish with the basics. So then we can make it so everybody can be powerful and have be knowledgeable, which is the most important thing is to have the knowledge uh, so you can be effective. And it's, so you can throw away all the other things that you've learned from hearsay groups. You know, I'm not going to go into what all those things are because. This is about us saving America, not about all the past mistakes of what we try to do in courts for the last 50 years. Um, go ahead. And I've made a lot of them myself, but I learned from them. And that's the important part. That's the important part is, is that we learn as we go and we make right what was wrong and, and we move forward. Again, I want to I want to say because he talked about a jurat. Here's a definition. It's a certificate added to an affidavit stating when, before whom and where it was made. OK. So basically it's, we're showing who's got the power when we did it and, 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 um, um, where we did it, jurisdiction, venue, and all of that. Right. So that being said, so we go back to the original writ that we filed. It's a constitutional challenge. Excuse me, Daniel. Daniel, just a little more fundamental, fundamental on the jurat, uh, it's very important that also serves as uh, they are also a judicial witness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The, the, okay. Just so people know that that's actually a witness and they, and it is a judicial office mm -hmm. officer. So it is a witness. It's already in the judicial part of your constitution. That's a, that, that, that's just so we understand that it's not just a notary verifying the, the place. And we swore to what we're saying that that is also another witness. For you good good so so now you're starting to as we're laying it out the more you think and the more you're going to go do your research you're going to find authority into this document that we've created okay you're going to see again it's all about authority you've got to accept america what your authority is they have no authority of you over you and we're going to even show that they didn't even have authority in the first place and that they um they have vacated all seats of government federal and state, all states and all. We'll, we show that in this court case. And then we show multiple, multiple things involving the Administrative Act, them running administrative courts against you, the people, not constitutional courts. So I'll go ahead and get into that, right? So our original writ was filed uh, a couple months ago, and um, it was never really answered, okay? Matter of fact, two days before, two days before the default of it um, by the uh, by the court and the uh, defendants themselves, two days before a, a lawyer contacts us. OK, make this clear. 
you're we are dealing to with the people we're dealing the people are dealing with their representatives all right the judicial executive and legislative branches we're dealing with them anytime a lawyer gets involved it is a usurpation it is a subverting of the constitution okay it is both of those things, and they're interfering with the affairs of the people. This is what America's got to fully understand. We never put in the Constitution and gave power to attorneys or esquires or anybody to interfere with the affairs of the people. That's why we voted in elected officials. And when the elected officials allow that to happen, now you've got a conspiracy, pretty much. You have them allowing this to happen, okay? And this, we never gave them the authority to have to do that in the, in, the, in the sense, okay? So, all right, this lawyer gets involved. He's trying to get involved. We're not dealing, we, in our mindset, we already, you know, no expressed or um, um, uh, any consent of that matter, right? We've never implied or expressed gives consent to any lawyers, okay? So he starts getting involved, trying to do things by email and trying to force us into some kind of agreement. OK. And the reason why they're trying to do that is because all of their stuff they do, they operate in an administrative court. We've already set the court in our original writ. We told the court we're coming because we're the creators of the Constitution. We're coming to this judicial court of record as listed in the Constitution. And we lay out all the constitutional provisions of that. OK. Well, once we did that, they, the court and these lawyers decided that they were going to subvert it. They were going to um, go against it, okay, and go outside of the jurisdiction. So we're dealing with that. We're dealing with the lawyers. They're doing motions. The judges are, are now doing minute entries, all right? And in these minute entries, they're trying to give orders. Here, I'm going to let you know, minute entries are administrative procedures. It's administrative procedure. It is not a lawful order whatsoever. So when you go look at our case, and that's case number CV 2023-093987, you will go and see all the minute entries and everything that they've done, right? Now, you'll go and see all the minute entries they've done, and you'll see that they're trying to order everything. Again, we don't pay attention to that as the people. We're we're running an administrative court. I mean, a constitutional court. All right. And the fact that they're running administrative court against the people is now trespass. It is a trespass. It's a contempt of the constitutional court. All right. That's what you got to understand. So they're doing all of this. Meanwhile, also in these orders, Danielle Viola, the uh, the presiding judge over all civil department, she steps in. And she is now Roderick Coffey, the first judge uh, who was assigned to the case, has recused himself. She's saying he's recused himself, right? Or re, re, go ahead. Yeah, Daniel, disqualified. Dis he disqualified himself. Sorry, sorry. I, I keep, thank you for correcting me. I keep on saying that. I got to remember. He disqualified himself, right? Well, here's something about that, too. He can't, he's got, when he disqualifies himself, he has to let us know why he's disqualifying himself. He failed to do that. Danielle Viola, the presiding judge over all civil department, has failed to let us know why. All right. These are important because they do have to abide by the rules and, reg and regulations and statutes. OK, it's as important. But if their rules and regulations and statutes go against the Constitution and go against the people, they have to set it aside when dealing with the people. OK, just so you know. Now, 
going back to the lawyers, the lawyers failed to do proper um, process in their rules where they were had to file for substitution in the court. They did not do so. All right. And then then they they failed to file in proper time for a motion to appear. OK. And the judges let it let this continue and gave them the motion to extend. So now we've got another trespass against the people by the by the lawyers and the judges. Meanwhile, the original lawyers involved in this who received copies of the original writ never recused themselves. So your count, your representatives went and got outside private counsel. That is unconstitutional. We have multiple things going on. See, they're not following any any law. They're not following their own rules and regulations, and they're not following the Constitution. This is bad for them. All right. So this continues. All right. And they continue to move forward. The, the um, Lawyers try to do a motion to dismiss the case. Judges haven't answered. We're watching all this. And, you know, we're like, you know, sorry, but you're not doing anything lawful. So you're in default. And so we issue a writ of default judgment. In the writ of default judgment, we gave the order to the judge to order and declare that the, the HAVA Act is unconstitutional against the Arizona Constitution and the uh, statutes that are codifying the HAVA Act in Arizona, they are unconstitutional against the Arizona Constitution. Notice how we're stating, staying within the state. This is all in a violation against the state constitution, right, for right now. Now, there's other issues that we address to where our government officials also violate the U.S. Constitution by not providing us a Republican form of government, okay? But the biggest problem is what we got going in on our state. Our state is, is going against the people. They, they've enacted laws, are using federal laws in order to subvert, to interfere with our right of election, our right of suffrage, okay? So they, they ignore that. Then they ignore the writ of default. And they continue on with the administrative court. Now, at this time, they're going doing more orders within the administrative court. And in those orders, now we have another judge. So we went from Judge Coffey to Judge Peterson to now Judge Jennifer Tohill. Okay. Meanwhile, also in the in the um, in one of the orders, they um, they the, the presiding judge Danielle admits that the Arizona Supreme Court has been has been looking on this case and, and giving them direction. Just so you know, per the Constitution, this is a constitutional question. Chief Justice Brutinall, his job is to oversee all courts in here, in our state. He is to he's to regulate and, and oversee all courts. When he saw this court case entered, he is now supposed to take jurisdiction of this court case and then go and unbunk with with at least at the very least three uh two other judges uh, superior, uh supreme court justices okay they have not done that so now you have the arizona supreme court trespassing against the people and using the superior court to do so all right see they're trying to cover each other's butts they, everybody's got their name on this but they don't realize that they, they're a part of it now they're a part of they're a part of the trespass okay now, so we got tired of dealing with this. We, we got tired of the lawyers going back and forth on emails. We were telling them over and over, we do not give consent expressed or implied that this is not a lawful form of communication. That all forms of communication are to be done in a constitutional judicial court of record, but they keep on doing it. 
right? They keep on trying to pull us into an administrative court because they know that they don't have the authority to address the unconstitutionality because here's the reason why. In order to address the constitutional question, you have to be able to use the Constitution to show where you have the authority to do a statute, an act, or a regulation or anything. They can't do that. And they know it. We laid it out. Okay. So what did we do? We then filed a writ of prohibition. Now, a writ of prohibition is very powerful because what's happening is now we're addressing the judges usurping the jurisdiction of the court. We're telling them to cease and desist. When you go and read these documents, and I'm really encouraging y'all to go and read these documents, you will be educated into the authority that you have and the deception that your government has been pulling over you for years. So this writ of prohibition, we told him to cease and desist all usurpation of jurisdiction of the of the judicial United uh, the Arizona Judicial Court of Record, right? And so right now the judges have ceased. Well, they actually did one response by um by a minute entry and then that was it they stopped they ceased everything and that then the lawyers come in now the lawyers file another motion a motion to support the motion if you got to do a motion to support the motion you have you're you're starting to realize now as a lawyer you have no authority you have nothing your motions mean nothing to me. They're not lawful. They don't stand in a constitutional court of record. And I think they're about to start. They're starting to figure that out. All right. Hey, Daniel. Go ahead. Daniel. Um, maybe some context on motions and orders, minute entry orders. Um, one thing that I know you let them know that they're not lawful orders, but also let them know that that's for the internal court. Uh, that's their process just for inside that court. Anything that's in minute entry is for their information only, not for the actual case. It's, it's a shortcut for them to talk to each other, right? Am I correct? Part of the administration, It's an internal act, right? function. Exactly. It's a, a function of the administration of the court is a minute entry. It's so they can just do short little things so they understand where everything's at, correct? Correct. It just It's it supposed to it's help true. them move... The, the court uh, uh, is supposed to help them move the court in such a way to where it makes it everything easier to communicate with each other. It's never supposed to be something that's used to order any any proceeding, to make orders of any proceeding. Okay. It's not supposed to do that. And then uh, just for the case of this video, I'll catch them up on that, too. So it's an unappealable order. You can't appeal it because it's unenforceable. So most people think that they're going to go ahead and say, hey, I I want to appeal this order from this judge. Until the case is over and you're either locked up, lost all your money, that's the only time you can appeal anything on that case when there's a minute entry because it's not an order. It's not enforceable. So it, it can't be appealed. And that's where they also trick you in the system to thinking that, oh, well, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. Well, it doesn't matter. That's an internal document. It has nothing to do with your case in reality. It's a shortcut method for internal administration. So that's why it's not, uh, that's why you can't challenge it at all. You can't challenge minute entries because they're unenforceable. It's really an unenforceable document. Just so we get a little context on that. And then also, <clears throat> since Daniel's talking about documents and minute entries and motions and these are all administrative functions. When you file a petition or you, or let's say uh, you a uh, motion to the court, every time you write motion on your paperwork, 
you're in the administrative court. You can't, motions are just administrative functions in that administrative court, the way it's set up. Um, and so that's why we do do writs. We don't do motions. What? Every action we do is by writ. Right. What right. is the what is the the purpose of the Administrative Act and Administrative Procedures Act? Doesn't that have to do something with corporations and parties and all? That's all it's for. It was with the original the original. Uh, it was just the Administrative Act that they slipped in in thirty three, same as when they did the Federal Reserve Act and the Maternity Act and all these things because it was a corporate function. And the Administrative Procedures Act really didn't go into effect till after the Second World War in 46, and most of the states adopted it. So what happened was, and Daniel knows the history of this because we've read this very thoroughly, it all was created so they could use the uh, attorneys to help with the commerce business function for the judicial branch because they were overwhelmed. So the whole Administrative Act was to uh, reinforce for operational functionality for smoothness was to Go ahead and bring in uh, bar members to kind of take trying to help out the load with the judicial branch. That was it for administrative act was to take the load off our regular three institutions. And it wasn't supposed to none of the things in the administrative act. And you could read every act under the administrative act, whether it's the EPA, the ATF. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Motor vehicle. You'll find when you actually read that it doesn't affect you, the people. It's only for those things that are in business, which are businesses that have licenses that do business within your state or within the federal government. That's all the APA Act was originated for. It was just called the Administrative Act to begin with in 33. And then they made it an Administrative Procedure Act when they put it in force after the Second World War. And that's where everything kind of got flipped and codified to the code, the Libra code, they call it. But I just want to give a basics on the documents that the courts that you file right now, if you if you write anything in the mo like a summons, a motion, these are these are civil administrative uh, that's civil administrative paperwork. It's not from the people of power. This is for businesses. These are all basically what you call corporations fictions. There's no real blood or heartbeat to the name in it. Just like uh, AT and T, it's not it's not it's it's a fiction. It can't speak, so it needs a representative. So that's how that part of the executive setup, that's for business. When they deal with us, we're supposed to be dealing with things like outside of what you would always hear is the uh, attorney general or the Department of Justice. Those two departments, and whether you're the state or the federal, is an executive branch fun function, and it's in your constitution that way. That is not the highest law office in the land, your AG. That is the highest law statute law office in the executive to enforce the business laws the highest law office of the land for the other side for the people is actually the people because they wrote the common law which is the writ the constitutions but the next would be the judicial to keep the to keep the separation between the corporate and the people or your workers the servants and the people two different things in kind parties one's living one's dead like there's a business is just a name. It's not a it's not a person. It has to have a representative. So when we create a government, we have our representative government because that's our business. All three institutions, whether it's federal or state, we created to do our business. They are businesses. They're in they're 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 um they're uh they're 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 associations, they're voluntary associations. That's why it's voluntary to be in government. When you raise your hand and swear to a constitution, you're swearing to the people you're going to put. Now you're now you're their servant. 
So if you're a guy on a video of the summer of, I don't know, maybe it was 21 or 2020 and some general was telling you to take an oath to the, to, you know, when you take that oath, when you take that oath, now you work for me as one of the people. And most people don't understand that that oath, when you say uphold the constitution, that's the bill of rights. That's the people's rights. That's what you're protecting. So you became a servant the minute you took that oath. So if you want to take an oath in a video, Hey, you're just my servant. I don't care. I'm still going to treat you fair. Just do my business. If you want to freely do an oath on the, on a video and let the world know you just took an oath. Well, now you're a servant, but the person that's administering the oath is not authorized to get the oath. That's what everybody needs to understand. You have to, there has to be a time and a place and the person authorized to give the oath. So, so, but I just want to let everybody know when you take an oath, it's you're not going to do it freely on a video. It has to be administered to you by a person that's authorized to administer an oath. So, but so if you're going to take an oath, just let you know you become a servant. Just one, as uh, another teacher we had prior when we got into Alpha Davids and notices, as Dave Jose would say, you're just one step above a slave. You're a servant. And that's what you have to look at everything in government as. So that's why we just want to take everybody to the fundamentals to understand the writ where Daniel told you it's an authoritative writing. Writ is just basically right by the sovereign, which would be the people. Um, and then a lot of people get worried like, uh, well, the statute says this, the statute says that. You got to understand statutes and codes are for business. That's it. That's what your executive branch handles. The, the legislature likes, writes statutes and codes to, to regulate the businesses. So when you go to the secretary of state and you want to be a corporation, you register with the, with either the secretary of state or the Arizona corporate commission, right? You go get a, you go get a license. So that's what we need to understand in Arizona. Every, every person in the state bar of Arizona is a registered because it's a registered corporation. They have a license number. They are not your government. So when you go to the office and they got cancel block and you talking to, to talk to your servant, now you have a corporate entity interfering with you, your servant. So they want to take on, they want to say, well, I'm an attorney and I'm going to represent them. Well, they can't rep represent your representative. And that's what people need to know as a business. They can't do that. Arizona is just set up particular because uh, it used to be Title 32, used to be the state bar of Arizona and it, uh, Sunset Law in 1986. So we no longer had a state bar. The, the state bar of Arizona is the style. You'll see it. And if you get you, you got to dig deep to find Title 32 before it uh, sunsetted. But a year late, exactly a year later, they incorporated. They, they became a corporation when they registered with the Arizona Corporate Commission. So it's not a government function. This is everything in the state bar of Arizona, whether it's you live in whatever county, you also find county bars, anything of that. They are associations. They are corporations. And if they're in your government or they're answering for your servants, that's 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 corporate interference. They're not on elected subversion or uh, usurping. And it's subversion of your power. So just so everybody has a basic of what a bar association is. No constitution tells you that they're your servant and they answer for your servants. They're nowhere in there. They're, they were only put there for support of the executive branch for commerce. That's all a, a council and legal was really for. It's contracts, just like the constitution is a contract. That's all it is. It's a contract between the people and the people that want to serve them. And so when you go against the contract, just like at work, 
It's called a breach. So you have to have a breach of contract and that's when you can go ahead and then that's when the contract is, it nullifies itself. You swear that you're going to do this. And when you miss something in there that you swore to, that's a breach that now, now they're in breach of the contract and that's all of government. Just so everybody has a basic thing that yes, the constitution is a contract. It's a trust indenture. That's what creates the trust. It's very simple and we're in control of it because we wrote it. We wrote it. No one could suspend what created government because we created it. And when you hear of martial law that everybody gets scared about, martial law, you know, is it's just like a, even a declared emergency is for those things that are public. Those are for the officials, those within government. Because the people are separate, they're private. Everything else that we created in institutions is public. So if someone says, oh, well, they're going to do martial law. Well, martial law is for the current government. It suspends the Constitution for Joseph. their use of right. But we don't keep with that. We just want it because we could. That's a whole nother show. What we want to do is with this case, basic functions and contracts. Hey, just right, real Daniel? quick, if you go back there and Abraham. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of just real quick. Abraham Lincoln Day, he called for martial law, but if you go back and you read history about it, the military stepped in, but they only stepped in on the government function side of it. He let the people deal with their business, the, the military did. So that's that's what it's meant for. People don't know that, and they're going to have to go back and really research those times. But yes, let, let's move on because, you know, we what we else, we want to go back to the court case. Sorry, but these are little things that are very important. What Joseph was talking about is some is some really good nuggets there for y'all to understand what's going on and how the courts have been operating. Example of administrative court. Let's look at here in Arizona, the um, legislative district. I think it was three. They ended up in court and you notice they were standing before judges, right, in their whole case. See, a constitutional court, we get a court of jury. Well, the reason why they're standing in front of judges, OK, folks, is because it is a party. A party falls under the Administrative Act. Anything dealing with the party is all administrative. And you will go back and the judge kind of laid it out for you. He's like, I can only move on the statute. So when you're dealing administratively. He can only move on statutes. Statutes move him. Rules and regulations move him. All right. But when a judge, when we come into the judicial court of record, the first thing that moves any of that is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and Declaration of Rights. OK, that's it. That's the that's the foundation. And that's the that's the start of everything has to be before it goes further. All of that has to be satisfied. The Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Rights and, and, and even the state constitutions. OK, so now we also got to look at when you think when you think about who has the authority and power to operate in our offices. Right. We, we address this in our in our court case. So after I've, we've already filed the writ of the writ of original writ, the writ of default judgment, and the writ of prohibition, we then decided, okay, it's time. It's time to show that these people never had the power in the first place. All right. So we filed writs of subpoenas, deuces tecum. A writ of subpoena, deuces tecum, is a subpoena. We're subpoenaing documents, okay, from all of them. And those individuals that we subpoenaed in this court case, and by the clerk of court, right, those subpoenas went to these individuals. 
President of Arizona Senate, Warren Peterson. Speaker, Arizona Speaker of the House, Ben Toma. Now, look, I'm going to stop here before I say the other ones. We also put notice of principles, notice the agent, notice the agent, notice the principal. That means that they have a responsibility now to let everybody in the case know that they are now a part of the case. And also they have to provide all of their oaths of office, all right, which they're not doing. All right, we'll get to that. So the others, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, Arizona State Treasurer Kimberly Yee, Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays, um, the two attorneys who decided that they were going to um, interfere with this case, Brian Burgeon, uh, Anthony Napolitano. They're part of the law firm Burgeon, Frakes, Smalley, and Officer. It's PLLC, Private Corporation. All right. Chairman of the Maricopa Board of uh, Supervisors, Clint Hickman. Uh, uh, Maricopa County Recorder's Office, uh, Stephen Richard. Maricopa County. All right. So these four judges, we also, that was a part of the case. These uh, four judges are Superior Court judges, Danielle Viola, Peter Thompson, Roderick Coffey, and Judge Jennifer Ryan Tuhill. We also subpoenaed uh, Maricopa County Superior Court Jeff Fine. We then followed, we found out, we uh, subpoenaed the Arizona Supreme Court Chief Justice Robert Brutinall. And we did that because, again, there you go. Issue date, October 4th. He's showing in the video. And you see the you see the Abraham seal there, right? What you don't see is there's actually an impression. See that that black seal, that black seal is not the proper seal. In the Constitution, it is to be impressed upon the document to be a constitutional seal. See, they do an impression with the with the proper seal. Then they they go ahead with this rubber steel and stamp over it. They just defaced a, a constitutional document basically by doing that rubber stamp on that. And that's a whole nother ball game that it requires some uh, um, discovery on. But so, Chief Justice Brutnow got the uh, subpoena. He is supposed to provide every single judicial officer, judicial judge, everybody in the state of Arizona's. Uh, oath of office. All right. Well, here's the, here's what we have. So they defaulted, not defaulted. They went in contempt of the um, of the um, the subpoena. Hello, Michelle. Can you uh, mute, Michelle? Mich hey, hold on, guys. I'm getting feedback from Michelle. If she can mute herself, that'd be good. All right. Well, I'll just keep on. So, so, all right. So now they have to provide the oaths office. They've, they've are now in contempt of the uh, subpoena because they've not provided, they haven't responded. Uh, multiple of them have not responded properly to the subpoena and failed uh, in providing their oath of office that satisfies article six article six of the u.s constitution through statute one okay the very first statute ever made by our founding fathers now this statute is the only thing that satisfies article six constitution all right it is laid out it is laid out very clear now i'm going to show you real quick real quick i'm going to show you here all right, I got this. So here you'll see 
the um, Arizona Attorney General did send us in the mail um, a a a they sent a loyalty oath of office. I'm going to have uh, here in a minute. I'm going to have um, Joseph explain that a little bit. But this loyalty oath of office does not satisfy the subpoena. Okay, it does not satisfy the Article Six oath of office that we're requesting, and they know that. They're trying to deceive the courts and the people here, okay? Hey, Joseph, real quick, can you go into this Article 6 Oath of Office a little bit more? Yeah, sure, Ken. It's 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 actually pretty simple, and it's actually a wonderful uh, oath to be the first law ever passed by the first uh, Congress and signed by the first President, George Washington. Um, so the, this is the only oath that actually uh uses the state it requires the state and federal all executive judicial and legislative members to take that's the only oath that includes the state and the federal most of them will and they don't they, they wouldn't call out all the other oaths that all don't call out together all three branches either to require this oath every branch has their own oath by their own duties just like a president has to take an article two and an Article Six oath. So, um, what you hear John Justice Roberts give to, let's say Biden, Trump, Obama, anybody can go listen to the videos themselves because everybody's seen an inauguration. You can go all the way back to Roosevelt, and that is not the oath that's in any of the uh, Article Two or Article Six requirement. It's a bunch of garbage coming out of somebody's mouth to pacify. The people, the people that are being, you know, bamboozled. So what happens is <clears throat> the Article 6 oath, because it requires both all state and federal, is the only oath that binds when you be, when, when we became a union. So whether back then we had 13 states. So there's only the 13 state members of the original that had to take the oath both for the, if you were in the state, you had to take it and the federal before you could take the seats in the, the federal. That's the requirement because you're in a union. Everybody has to, we're in union. That means everybody has to be on the same page going off the same laws. So it's an evil, you know, everybody's, hey, we're in business. So let's take this oath. But if you'll notice in the article six, this is what gets a lot of people that that oath, you'll, re, you'll see that the legislature is the whatever the first legislature uh, of the of the Congress is called of the United States of America, and they're taking an oath to the United States. That will that right there is I'm gonna, as far as I'm going to go with that. That should be the first thing that opens your eyes of what's going on because a lot of people get a little bit mixed up because they don't go and read these laws to understand the difference between the United States and the United States of America. There's nothing illegal or anything going on about either one of them that people try to bring up and then like, oh, this one's this. Yes, one is a corporation, and that is the United States of America, okay? That's why your Congress takes the United States of America Congress. If you read that one stat right there, very clearly tells you uh, after the oath, when they, they do the oath, I know we have this in a document here, that oath, if you look at the... Um, if, if you look, I can at read it, the whole statute closely. right now if you want. No, all I want is the first section right there after they take the oath um, of 
of the um i'll read it to you right now it says yeah you know what i'm talking about where it shows uh, okay the very first line after the affirmation required by the constitution of the united states tell tell them show right after the second line where it says the form form of oath all right so it says this it says form of oath or affirmation to support the constitution of the united states to be a minister to members of the senate and to the members of the House of Representatives, to wit. Now, to wit means it has to be exactly like that. You can't add to or take away. Now, it says this, I, A, B, do solemnly swear or affirm, as the case may be, that I will support the Constitution of the United States. And it goes on to say, that's, the, that's it. That's all it's, that's all it's required. It goes on to say, the said oath or affirmation shall be administered within three days after the passing of this act. By any one member of the Senate, okay, to the president of the Senate, and by him to all members of the secretary, and by the speaker of the House of Representatives to all members who have not taken a similar oath by virtue of a particular resolution of the said House, and to the clerk, and in case of the absence of any member from the service of either House. At the time prescribed for taking the said oath or affirmation, the same shall be administered to such member when he shall appear to take his seat. Now, it goes on even more. I can read it if you want for the people, but go ahead. I would like you to just skip that part two paragraph and jump down to the next one for the to all the members in their section three of that same. It's just one paragraph. At section three, the most important, because I want to try to keep it to the states. And so you can show them what it exactly reads so they understand, okay. wow, all three branches. Just And I'll hold it up while you're reading it so they can see what it says on that section three. I don't know if they can actually read this, but. All right. No, it's hard. It's blurry. So, so, so we're actually, I'm actually reading from what's in the subpoena right now, too. Okay. So, you know, that what we put in the subpoena. It says, to the members of the several state legislature. So listen to that. To the members of the several state legislator and to all executive and judicial officers of the state. That is every freaking government official in our state of Arizona. Section three. And it be and be it further enacted that the members of the several state legislators at the next session of said legislator respectively and all executive and judicial officers of the several states who have been here therefore chosen or appointed or who shall be chosen or appointed. Thank you. Got to love my wife. She brought my glasses. <laughs> or who shall be chosen or appointed before the first day of August next and who shall then be in office shall within one month thereafter take the same oath or affirmation except where they shall have taken it before which may be administered by any person authorized by law of the state by whom the oath or affirmation shall be administered in the several states in which such office shall be holding the administered oaths and the members of the state of the several state legislature and all executive and judicial officers of the several states who shall be chosen or appointed after their fir after their said first day of August shall before they proceed to ex execute the duties of their respective office. Listen to that. Before they proceed to execute the duties of their respective offices, take the foregoing oath or affirmation, which shall be administered by the person or persons who by the law 
of the state shall be authorized to administer the oath of office. And the person or person so ministering the oath of office hereby required to be taken, required, shall, these are commands, cause a record or certificate thereof to be made in the same manner as by the law of the state, he or they shall be directed to record or certify the oath of office. All they had to do, and it would have took them one day to provide this oath of office. That's all they had to do to satisfy this subpoena. That's all they had to do. Go I got ahead. one thing, Daniel. When you when you said that last little line, it came out a little uh, function, but, but I'll just repeat it so it's actually a little clearer. It says, after they administer, I'll go from here, to administer the oath, Oath of office and a person or persons so administering the oath hereby required to be taken shall cause a record or certificate thereof to be made. We, because he ran through it so fast, I don't think anybody heard the thing that it, it causes. It causes once you take it to create a record or certificate thereof. So everybody should have it. If you don't have a record, you don't have a certificate. Well, you don't have any authority. So um, I think that on the oath is for the state is probably the most important part, Daniel, right? Because what we're trying to show everybody is, wow, there's a. Now you broke up. There's an oath, you know, and it's, and it's a city uh, that, that uh, satisfies the article six of the United States constitutional uh, requirement to satisfy it. Well, Yes. And, and, and the great thing about it is, is that it's the only oath that that ties both the federal and state. These are your servants. That's why it's there. If everybody wants to really grasp their mind around it, anybody that works for you has to have this oath. It's a reason for it. It's a business. OK, it's a union. That's the one oath that everybody has to have to go and go in to uh, to serve you. That's your protection. That one oath right there. And um, to go on a little bit. Uh, further on that oath because most people will say, well, it's a statute. And so then I would like Daniel to go show you why it's effective as the statutes at large, all the original um, statutes of our first Congress, because he's going to give you one, one U.S. Code 112. The statutes at large, I, I can do it too, Daniel, if you want. Uh, statutes at large, one U.S. I'll read it since I got it here. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and do that. So, like you said, statutes of large is is taking care of the you know the public law, the um, the uh, positive law you can say, of the original uh, statutes that our founding fathers did. Right. So, statutes at large, contents, admissibility, and evidence in evidence. Right. The archivists of the United States shall cause to be compiled, edited, indexed, and published the United States statutes at large which shall contain all the laws and current resolutions enacted during each regular session of Congress, all proclamations by the president in the number series issued since the date of the adjournment of the regular session of Congress, next, uh, next proceeding, we'll see, hold on, next proceeding, and also any amendments to the Constitution of the United States proposed or ratified pursuant to Article 5 thereof since that date, together with the certificate of the archivist of the United States, now the United States, issued 
in compliance with the provisions contained in section 106B of this title, in the event of an extra session of Congress, the archivist of the United States shall cause all the laws and current concurrent resolutions enacted during said extra session to be consolidated with and published as part of the contents of the volume for the next regular session. The United States statutes, right? The United States statutes at large shall be legal evidence of laws, concurrent resolutions, treaties, international agreements, other than treaties, proclamations by the president and proposed or ratified amendments to the constitution of the United States therein contained in all the courts of the United States and the United States and the several states and the territories and insular possession of the United States. There you go. You got it, Joseph? Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to make sure you read that so people understand that statutes at large are evidence of the law. And also um, where he his last line, um, in all courts of the United States and the several states. They're evidence of the law. So that's your evidence. You don't want to use a statute unless it backs up a constitutional provision. So that's a required oath. So you can you can use that without being falling yourself back into an administrative function because it supports the Constitution. It says uh, the Article 6 of the Constitution says take this required oath. Well, this statute says it gives the time and the place to administer it gives it regulates the whole thing uh so it supports and satisfies the requirement of article 6 of the united states constitution uh requirement so when you do statutes and you work with them there's not very many there's probably five maybe maybe six that you'll ever find between all the states and the federal that even back up anything that's a constitutional provision and this is one of them, that one stat 112. And then we have one in Arizona that's uh, ARS 1-201. And that says that all cases shall be settled in the common law. I'm not, that's not verbatim what it says, but that's what it says. It says that they should all be, all, 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 all matters should be settled in the common law in Arizona. There's just very few things in any state that you could actually use that would support your constitution in support of. Uh, a law, but in Arizona, we have uh, Article 20 in there that's a miscellaneous. There's also a, a, a statute or not a, a provision in there that tells you, and it, it tells the legislature that they must write legislation to put every provision of this constitution into effect. And they haven't done that yet either. There's a lot of things that me and Daniel found over time, and I don't want to get off subject or things, but when we were looking at government, just because it came down to our top government officials when we started doing subpoenas, we realized we're supposed to have a lieutenant governor here in Arizona and we don't have one. So that means that our secretary of state is second in line to be governor. If something happens to our governor, we don't have a lieutenant governor. Our constitution uh, gives a provision for, it says governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, the treasurer, you know, and so on and so forth. We don't have, we, we don't, we're not, we don't have a lieutenant governor. That's a problem because our constitution says we have to have a lieutenant governor. So, but 
that's just something for a later time. Just shows we're also our uh, legislature since 1914 uh, or whatever, whenever they started. Well, 1910, we started to try to become a state until 1914, right, Daniel? That's when we were 12, at, 1912. Uh, 12. So I don't know why I went to 14 because another state around us. So everybody that was all bought up, hey, just like I got go the, the, I'm sorry. I got the provision here that that one you're talking about. It's art. It's the miscellaneous under articles miscellaneous twenty in section twenty one, enactment of laws to carry out constitutional in effect. It says the legislator shall enact all necessary laws to carry into effect the provisions of this constitution. And for a while now, they have failed to do so. Matter of fact, they're enacting laws in such a way that are taking away the that are of. And, and going against the rights that we put in the Constitution and, and that they took an oath to protect. It's amazing when you start looking at these laws. When you actually start looking more at the, the more recent laws, you'll see that they're pretty much all designed to play games in the administrative court. Really, that's what they're, this is what's going on. So um, let's you, you mind that we can go ahead and move on from this because we can we're going to kind of get to the other parts that we've just done in the last two days. I think people need to know that. Go ahead, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just uh, I think you covered the writ, right? We've covered the writ part. We cover an affidavit. Maybe have to give someone a definition of that. And we already took care of the notary jurat. So I think the only thing you'd have to cover now would be the sworn part about the affidavit and what it means. Can you can you go through that for me? You do. You okay. Do well, better. I'm going to just cut it short. But I'm just going to make it simple because there's so many videos out there about affidavits, you know, because the affidavit mamas put out things and stuff like that. An affidavit is a sworn statement, and the and someone would have to to rebut it with a sworn statement to uh, if there was anything in that in there that you sworn to. So when you swear to something in an affidavit, it stands in fact in law. So, and that's as far as I want to go with it is why we do things in affidavit form. So that it has standing in fact and law in all courts. And so I think that between the writ, knowing that that's from the sovereign, that's, that's an authoritative um, command is what a writ is. The uh, notary is a witness and a judiciary of the court and the last one that I just explained would be the Alpha David part is a sworn statement, which is stands as fact in law in all courts. So that's all. I just want to give a basics why we do the three things when we do a writ for uh, why these things are actually more powerful than the court case. The only reason they're in there is because we're in a court case. What we figured out now, which next week we'll be doing a more in-depth video on, is how the people are going to be use this uh, simple Thing in your own authority just to go to your boards your school boards your board of supervisors with your authority from here on out but daniel just for this we can get on the case now so we understand now what a writ is what an affidavit is and what a notary jurat is just because that makes it that's the power in this document and us being the what sovereign right as the people that's where the power comes with the writ power us having the all but we, it's us with all political power, you know, inherent by to us by God, and we're standing in our authority right here. We're standing in our authority, uh, right here. So, all right. So, what happened next? Here's what happened next. Um, hold on. 
so here's what happened next. After we did the uh, after the, we did the writ of subpoena, we waited. They had a certain time frame to respond because remember, this is an emergency writ. They're supposed to provide us with a speedy trial. They did. They failed to do so. They actually. This is a. This is actually an extraordinary writ, and any extraordinary writ goes to the top of the freaking judicial system. It is. It, it is now supposed to be seen over all. Okay, they failed to do this in the courts. They failed to do it. So again, there's our prohibition. There's our trespass against the people, and so on. So now we got the subpoena. What we did was we went yeah, uh, two days ago. I went to file a writ of contempt of the writ of, uh, of subpoenas deuces tecum. When I went to go file it, now the clerk of the court, the lady at the office, she takes it to the back of the uh, back of the room. And they were back there for like 20 to 25 minutes. I guarantee you they were making phone calls because they realized what just happened. All right. Now they made this whole big stink that's saying, well, we can't issue contempts. Well, you're not issuing contempts. We laid it out. We showed them they're not issuing contempts. It's the people. We have the authority there to file this in the court case there to make sure that this gets docketed because now we're we're providing it. Now, here's something else. It doesn't really matter because now they took control of the document. Right. So they've been served it. So now what's happened here is now they have proof of a trespass. They've been handed proof of a trespass. Same thing with the document after the writ of contempt that we filed. We found another writ of contempt, and I'll go into that. This is going to be a big one. You tried to file it yesterday, and they blocked it too. But they took possession of it. It's been served. All we have to, we have something else we're gonna do, we can do to ensure they they get it. Not going to let y'all know right now, but they're going to get this document. They're accountable. Plus, I'm going to read one of these documents today, and it's going to be a public announcement. It's going to be like a proclamation. It's going to be us assembling. See, when you're watching this, you're assembling with us. Okay. Now, the writ of contempt of the subpoena, right? So they blocked that from happening. That's okay. All right. Then next thing you know, it, we're trying to, I'm trying to do all this stuff and I'm letting them know by you doing this, you're obstructing justice. See, they're obstructing our proceedings. Okay. We're trying to run our proceedings and they're obstructing it. That's a big deal, guys. It's again, another contempt of court and obstruction of justice. All right. So now we've got our elected officials allowing the officers underneath them to obstruct justice. Then they go and get their lawyers involved. Yesterday, yesterday when we, and this is what I'm going to tell you, yesterday we went in to file a writ of contempt of the Arizona and United States Constitution. They are in contempt of the Arizona and United States Constitution. When we went and gave it to the lady at the desk, she immediately grabbed it, took it to the back, and then the lawyer, their counsel, their chief counsel got it involved. Now, once again, we have counsel interfering and subverting the people's affairs. Okay. This is huge, guys. This is huge. We never gave that in the Constitution. All right. Now, counsel is showing within the judicial system, the legislative system, and the executive system that they are interfering and getting in between the people and their representatives that we voted in. That is an insurrection. That is an infiltration and subversion of the Constitution, Arizona, United States Constitution. All right. Meanwhile, they, the, the government officials that we supposedly voted in, right, they never 
had the authority to allow this to happen. They should have not. They should have stopped this interference. They should have stopped this subversion, and they did. Now they're conspiracy. They're con conspiring with them to do it. Okay. All right. Now, now I want to read to you, so you know, you the people know your authority. With this writ of contempt of the Arizona Constitution and the United States Constitution supersedes. Supersedes means that they're to seize all functions. They're to stop. They're trespassed. They're committing treason against the people. They're a belligerent government. They're a usurpation of our, our Republican form of government. They have vacated the Republican form of government and now warring against the Constitution and warring against the people. Okay? This is big. This is real big. All right. So let me take some water here and I'm going to start reading this, uh, this, and it's done by affidavit, jurat, and it's a writ. Yeah. Notice the principles, notice the agent, notice the agents, notice the principle. This is for all government officials, even here while we're doing this live. Authorized King James Version, Romans 13, one through two. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive them to themselves damnation. A selection of maxims of law by Charles A. Weissom, copyright 1990. Maximum 51-0. All political powers inherent in the people by decree of God. Thus, none can exist except it be derived from them, American Maxim. Maxim 51K, the law is not to be violated by those in government. Let me say that again. The law is not to be violated by those in government. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. We wrote the law as the people. We go on to say, we the people, Daniel Clayton Wood, Joseph Michael Grimm, Brian Edward Steiner, Deborah Ann Boehm, being inhabitants herein, Arizona, individually, and do gather as trust protectors to command the cease and desist of criminal and civil contempt against the Arizona United States Constitution. The Arizona United States Constitution are mandatory writs ordained and established by the people. Therefore, it is declared hereafter that all Arizona legislative, judicial, and executive branches are in contempt of the Arizona and United States Constitution and is thus in treason. To all government officials, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing here, to all government officials in Arizona and the United States, federal and states, they are in, they are in contempt of the, of the Constitution. If their state constitutions, the federal constitution, I'm just going to lay that out. They have no authority. They're warring against the people. Now, I'm going back to the document. Whereas the people being the plaintiffs herein stand on their individual sovereign authority inherent by God Almighty. We the people have set this Arizona judicial court of record under God's law, natural law, and common law. When we filed the original writ as a constitutional question. The Arizona Supreme and Superior Court subverted the people's mandated constitutional court by way of an unconstitutional administrative court. It is declared that this is contempt of court. Furthermore, the people of Arizona brought to light the absolute breach of contract 
by the acting legislative, executive, and judicial branches of Arizona. These grievances were admitted into the Arizona Constitutional Judicial Court of Record as sovereign commanding writs herein listed below as follows. Original writ, writ of exhibit, writ of default judgment, writ of prohibition, writ of subpoena duces tecum, and writ of contempt of writ of subpoenas duces tecum. Whereas by the acts of acquiescence, the Arizona legislative, executive, and judicial branches did not comply with or satisfy the writ of subpoena duces tecum requirement. As commanded by the people, all subpoenas, subpoenaed trustees, servants, and agents for the people did not respond to the writ of subpoena duces tecum, which commanded them to produce the required oath satisfying Article 6 of the United States Constitution. Furthermore, this stands as facts, as fact and evidence in the in law of the absolute breach and contempt of the Arizona United States Constitution. It is declared that this is a usurpation of the people's Republican form of government and is thus treason. Whereas the matter of the corporate registered entity State Bar of Arizona has and is knowingly acting in absolute breach and contempt of the Arizona and United States constitutions. The State Bar of Arizona and its members have a long-standing history of unconstitutional acts and are currently subverting the powers of the Arizona judicial, executive, and legislative branches. The State Bar of Arizona members, past and present, are and have been working in collusion with the Arizona Judicial, Executive, and Legislative Branch members by way of infiltration and subversion of the constitutional offices of Arizona and the United States. State Bar of Arizona is directly interfering and obstructing the people's mandatory Republican form of government. Thus, it is treason. It is declared that this is an insurrection. Points of authority. Two treaties of government in the former, the false principles and foundation of Sir Robert Fillmore and his followers are detected and overthrown. The latter is an essay concerning the original extent and end of civil government, John Locke, chapter 19 of the dissolution of government. Whensoever, therefore, the legislator shall transgress this fundamental rule of society and enter and either by ambition, fear, folly, or corruption, endeavor to grasp themselves or put into hands of any other an absolute power over the lives, liberty, and estates of the people. By this breach of trust, they forfeit the power the people had put in their hands for quite contrary ends, and it devolves to the people who have a right to resume their original liberty. And by the establishment of a new legislature, such as they shall think fit, provide for their own safety and security, which is the end for which they are in society. See attached two treaties of government, John Locke, uh, government Locke, right? I'm not going to go into that because that's a lot. It's going to be read. Um, we're we're going to post this. But now we go into maxims. All right. Listen to this. Maximums 51R, as 
usurpations is the exercise of power which another has a right to so tyranny is the exercise of power beyond right where nobody can have that right to have a right to 51b the government is to be subject to the law for the law makes the government i'm gonna pause there for a second the law the constitution is the supreme law of the land that comes first anything that subverts that or goes against that is null it's a nullity it's it as if it doesn't exist all right 51e no one should hold two offices at the same time 51p the main object of government is the protection and preservation of personal rights private property and public liberties and upholding the law of god that's an american maxim 51Q, a frequent reoccurrence to the fundamental principles and a firm adherence to justice, virtue, and original law are indispensable, necessary to preserve the blessings of liberty and good government. That's another max American maxim, okay? And it says original law. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. It is original. We made so. 57C, ignorance of the law excuses no one, for all are bound to know the law. Number 62P, an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights and imposes no duties. It affords no protection. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as inoperative as though it had never been passed. Norton versus Shelby County, Supreme Court decision. Look, guys, this is amazing. Our founding fathers, we already had in history that what's going on. 63V, it is punishment enough for our judge that he has God as his avenger. He is responsible to God. 46B, legal form is essential form. 46C, where form is not observed, a nullity of the act is inferred or follows. 46D. Where the law prescribes a form, the non-observance of it is fatal to the proceedings and the whole becomes a nullity. Listen, now the next thing is the decoration. But before I read you the de decoration by the people, these maxims we have to put because we have to we have to show government that the, since they dissolved themselves, everything goes back to the fundamental principles and the power goes back to the people. They've dissolved themselves. They no longer have authority. They never had authority for the longest time. And they've been interfering with the affairs of the people. Now, listen to this. This is very important. This is declaration by the people. We the people, Daniel Clayton Wood, Joseph Michael Grimm, Brian Edward Steiner, Deborah Ann Boehm, saints of almighty God, come here now, Siri Juris, as trust protectors, having peacefully assembled hereby express and declare the following. The people hereby issue this writ of contempt of the Arizona United States Constitution. It is declared this matter is ripe for military tribunals and or court-martial. See below. Manual for court-martial, United States 2019 edition, preamble. One, sources of military jurisdiction. The source of military jurisdiction include the Constitution and the international law. International law includes the law of war. Signed October 19th by Daniel Clayton Wood, Joseph Michael Grimm, Brian Edward Steiner, Deborah Ann Boehm, 
notarized by Rosemary, notary public, clerk of the court. All right. Listen, folks, this is a serious document. We are standing in our authority as the people and declaring that government is in contempt of the Arizona United States Congress. They have no authority. We're also declaring that this is right for military tribunals. We, the people, are the ones with the authority now. The government has dissolved itself. I don't say this lightly. I'm speaking in authority, and I'm showing you the law. And if you go to our case, it lays out everything you need to know to show the usurpation of our, our, our Republican form of government, the insurrection of our Republican form of government, the subversion of our Republican form of government. We can go into conspiracy of our Republican form of government. We can continue on and on, trespass, malfeasance, maladministration. At the biggest thing this is that, su that supersedes them all is this is treason. They are treason. Every government official, I know you're watching this. Here's the beautiful thing. We, the people, are sovereign. We have all political power. We, the people, can provide sovereign immunity to those who decide to do the right thing and take the proper oath and start being the servants that they were supposed to be. This is how powerful we are as the people. If we gave governors and presidents the power to commute someone, we have the power to provide sovereign immunity to those who want to step up and do the right thing. If you do not, here again, take note, you are trespassing, you are treason against the people. All you need for treason is two or more. And now everybody who watches this sees the truth. And we can lay, we've laid it all out. Again, I will read this last declaration one more time, and then I think we can finish. We the people, Daniel Clayton Wood, Joseph Michael Grimm, Brian Edward Steiner, Deborah Ann Boehm, saints of almighty God, come here now, Siri Juris, as trust protectors, having peacefully assembled, hereby express and declare the following. The people hereby issue this, this writ of contempt of the Arizona and United States Constitution. It is declared this matter is ripe for military tribunals and or court-martial see below manual for court-martial united states 2019 edition preamble sources of the military of military jurisdiction the sources of military jurisdiction include the constitution and international law international law includes the law of war everybody who's in office you have no authority you usurpation of that office is warring against the people. That's what I'm declaring myself also. And you're treason. We're done as the people. Military, I, know, I hope you're listening. Let's see if the military truly is on our side. We got more we're doing. We're done with the courts. The courts have already in contempt. They're showing they're not for the people. I'm not responding anymore to the courts. Whatever they do, they're in contempt. Okay, we're going to see if someone really is the commander in chief, because guess what? If they go against the people, they're in treason and they have to have the proper oath, the one we lay out. And if there's no one with the authority to give it, guess what? No, there is. We, the people can issue that oath because we, the people wrote the Constitution. We issued it in the first place. 
when we wrote the Article 6 part of the Constitution. So, America, it's time that you start standing in your authority. Well, what can we do? Guess what? Because they've dissolved all of government, all we have to do as the American people with all political authority power is assemble and hold our own elections. It's that simple. It is not that hard. We do not have to go after anybody and arrest anybody. We can come together, hold our own elections as the people, put the right people in office, and then because now they're doing everything and they take the proper oath and they're the right people that we voted into office, now it will be ordered by the people and commanded by the people that they, they, they now exercise an issue if anybody's committed treason against the people or any crimes, now we can have grand juries all day long. We can already assemble grand juries, but we're going to do it constitutionally. We're going to go back to our fundamental principles, see? This is what we can do as the American people. Stop looking at them and worrying about what laws they're passing. They don't have the authority to pass the laws in the first place. It is null and void. It means nothing to you. When you get that in your brain, America, when you understand that, that everything they're doing, they don't have the authority in the first place to do, you're going to realize that this was all a sham, that it was all a deception. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let Joseph, if he wants to say something, and then I guess we can bring back, and, and uh, Michelle, we can give her show back to her. <laughs> so go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, just uh, we know we're going to get a, the one thing that comes with all this is a lot of questions about uh, how you assemble, how you do things. You get a lot of people, oh, we're going to do citizens arrest. This has nothing to do with any of us doing any of this, really, the way it lays out. Uh, everything's pretty, it's going to be done peacefully. Um, we don't need blood on the streets. We don't need angry people saying, getting upset. This has already been going on as long as pretty much everybody that's on here has been alive. So what's what's happened is by the grace of God, he's given us some people, you know, a lot of us uh, people in this big fight. We've got a lot of uh, knowledge and wisdom he's given us. He's given us protections, make us find things that we're missing, that it's just perfect at the right time. Like everything, the last second, the last minute, God has swooped into us, showed us something and we're going perfect. You can't question it. That's what the whole purpose is, this, not to question. It. But the main thing is we know the number one question is. How many people does it take to assemble and make everything happen? The beautiful thing about it is whoever shows up after the public announcement on that date, that's who votes or that's who does things when you do things in an assembly, just like in the uh, Declaration of Independence and the first constitute 56 people, 56 people sign. So you don't people think, oh, I need like 250,000 people to you two or more. It's just two or more. It's your choice. It's voluntary. You want to show up and vote? It's voluntary. So when we write the writ of election, I'm just trying to save a bunch of questions coming at the end of this because I know it's coming and it's going to be how do you assemble? So I'm trying to tell you and how many people that you have to assemble with. It's just two or more. Once you put up the writ of election, everything by law, common law even, has to be posted in a public place for 30 days. No problem. Once the 30 days is up, Whatever date's on that notice that's been put in the public to me, that's when you show up. Just like a public auction. You either show up or you don't. You either at the auction or you're not. So you're either going to be at where we uh the 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 assembly of the people 
or you're not going to be at it. So you're either part of helping out and taking back your nation or you just don't volunteer to be part of it because it, it, it's a duty if you want it. And Article 2, Section 2 and Section 1, uh, one Article 2, uh, Section 1 and 2 both tell you that's your duties as one of the people. One, to give uh, frequent reoccurrence of the fundamental principles of the law to keep yourself free of government, right, to your officials. And the second one, understand your power, that you have all, all political power. It's inherent in you. And so those are the two main things to know of functioning. And with uh, elections, it's public. It's going to be announced. And you either show up or you don't for anything that you do from here on out. There's going to be not going to be uh, citizens arrest. You're not going to worry about what's going on in, in any type of office now because there's actually something else that's going to go in place, which we can't really say anything about until probably next Tuesday when we actually take the whole process so we can have everybody ready to assemble so they'll know what the next step is if something happens <laughs> that we know how we're going to hold our elections. But we do have to get public notice out. We have to have 30 days before we ever. That's that's the basic for a notice of an election. 30 days notice for our emergency election to assemble. You either show up or you don't. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how we do it. Um, it's like anything. I just hope I would love to see just the fact that people care show up. But if it's only five, I don't really care either because I'm here to fix the nation. I don't really care how many people show up. I've been at this for 23 years. And I'm just ready for people to start standing up in their own power. And it'll go a lot smoother if we have more people that understand who and what they are and what they uh, God instilled them with and start using that with authority. And and everything else will fall away. And that's kind of all I got to say to try to help with a bunch of, you know, questions about assembling and what you do next so i'll i'll park it there Daniel. i just reiterate this is peacefully assembled it is peaceful we don't if they want to come after us that's on them they if they really want a war after the people that's on them it's on them like our founding fathers did they peacefully assembled they did everything peacefully the king came after them they didn't go after him they didn't go after citizens arrest him so anybody calling for citizens arrest and, you know, going in and storming anything, you are wrong. We're telling you right now, we don't need to do any of that whatsoever. We're just the people. We even put it in our constitution that we will peacefully assemble. We put it in there in our, area, our state constitutions. You go, look, we're to peacefully assemble. We're not here to start anything. We just want to be able to live our lives in the freedoms, the, in the pursuit of happiness and liberty that God gave us. And our government is is way outside of that. So you know what? We're going to come peacefully. It'll be on them to decide if they want to attack the people or not. That's not going to be good. And I'm going to tell you right now, they know they're not. So we're just going to peacefully assemble. And you're going to see if they like we're, we're standing up against all the government. We're just standing in the power of God, knowing our authority that he gave us. If they come after us, they're warring against the people. I don't care. My sword is the pen. That's my sword. I've been using it for years now. And you see it's moving the people. That's all we need. It is written. In God's word, it is written. He, what did he do? He wrote it on, on a stone slab. See, guys, the words have power. They have meaning. And they bring. if you bring them to life as the people, 
and you stand in that authority that God gave you, dominion over this land, and when in the authority that the founding fathers wrote in that document, which means you wrote it too, because it's by the people. If you stand in that authority, you will see God move in ways that you could never imagine. He's already doing it. He's already doing it. As we speak right now, he is piercing the hearts of government officials, and they are thinking twice about what they have done to the people right now. I am I am calling it out prophetically right now. I guarantee you government officials are like, oh, crap, they know the truth now. <laughs> they know we have been getting over on them, and I guarantee you God is piercing their heart because that's all they need to do. I had God in my life give me grace and mercy. I should have been in jail a couple of times. And then God, instead of, he got me, got a hold of me. I quit doing drugs. Seven years later, God put me in a position to be a cop and to do the right thing, which was a beautiful thing. See, grace and mercy. And that's how we stand as the people. Because our rights inherent by God. Everything we've done in this nation was supposed to be by God. Because that's the power. And he stands in grace and mercy. I don't come out here attacking them. I'm not attacking them. I'm calling out their wrong. And they have a choice now to either continue going wrong or, like I offered, as the people, we will provide sovereign immunity. We will issue proper oaths of office. And we fix this and have a proper election if you want to go that way. Otherwise, the people will assemble and we'll take back our nation peacefully. So go ahead. I'm done. Go ahead, Michelle. You guys are amazing. Amazing. My favorite part uh, when Daniel was reading, <clears throat> I told him this last night, is when you, you referenced damnation. Damnation, right? Goes back to uh goes back to God. So again, in uh, your hands by God Almighty. I'm not I'm not yeah. putting them in damnation. It's between them and God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important for people to understand. So all of the documents they're, and they're easy reads, the easy reads because it's in English. It's not in legalese mumbo jumbo. It's very easy to read. These are things that you need to do. So, I mean, there's like 19, 20 pages. It's but it's look at this. It's 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 not it's not it's not it's, it's not hard to read this stuff. I mean, look at my printer. I need to get some new ink. Right. New ink cartridges. Um, but there's the writ in there, the writ of prohibition, the actual original court case. And then uh, there was one other one that you would need to read. Oh, the subpoenas, the ones that actually is the writ of subpoenas, right? So you're going to do that. And you guys showed them the, the Lincoln. I saw, I saw you show them the Lincoln when I show them the Lincoln again, right? Because you always which is, I think just, you know, it's a lot to take in, but it's really not. And as Daniel said, it's really now easy. Now there's an impression and these are things on that, that we should have known. Well, yeah, there's, there's, this is. This is two seals in one, right? You guys went over the two seals. All right. I just want to make sure that it was that's on it's on video. One certain things we want to make sure that they're on video, right? So they can't say they don't know. And that's the importance of notifying these people and keeping them accountable. It's, Again, it's all about accountability. Two courts. Two courts, right? That's important. So um what uh, what we want you guys to do is read this stuff this weekend. It's all on the website, azsavesamerica.us. It says court case. Go ahead, click on that. I loaded it all up. I'm going to put this video on there. And what we want you to do, is go ahead and share this on social media and tag all the legislate turds, right? Tag, and pick, pick your choice. There's 215 of them that you could choose from. 
right? Those are all the categories that are getting the emails from all these campaigns and um, with the remonstrance and the, and the other one click email campaigns uh, so that they know, right? Even to know that they've, they've been put on notice but it's it's this is the accountability part. You want to hold them accountable. You want to hold them accountable, every single one of them, and you want to call them out, right? And we the people need to finally stand up. So these guys, and I I'm, I forgot to mention Brian before, so I'm glad that you mentioned his name. Uh, they have they've they have paved the the way, right? So they are like the major snowplow, and so they've cleared the road. So we just need to walk behind the snowplow because they've done all the heavy lifting all the heavy lifting. And when you read these documents, you will understand because it is clear as day. Again, it's very simple to read. It takes like the, the court case, I think took me 20, 25 minutes, a little bit longer because I was uh, highlighting and making some notes, but read all of them, do it this weekend and then make the decision to literally take your state back. And then we're gonna take the country back because it, you cannot rely on people that have destroyed the country to fix the country, which is all your pol your politicians, the people in office, and the candidates. None of those are going to solve any of these problems because they're all made from the same uh, crusty mold of cheese, right? And like the bad cheese. You ever seen mold on cheese? Because cheese is mold, but it goes bad. So that's they're all in that category. Not one of them is going to save the day. Not one of them is the white hats. We the people. We are, yes, we are the problem, but we are also the solution. We are the white hats, okay? The, and we, it, all of this stuff is easy, easy to do, easy to do. These guys have done all the heavy lifting. So you just need to make the decision. Do you want to continue to be a slave or do you want to take your state and your country back? So it requires volume, getting really loud, right? And a lot of you, that's it. And they have the roadmap. So once you have that knowledge, because you're going to read, you're going to get pissed off. Then you're going to become real smart all at the same time. So there's nothing worse than a pissed off smart person uh, in the eyes of the people, the uniparty, because that's all this is on the other side, which is every single one of them, including all those R's, all those America first people. You know who you are, Wendy Dodgers. So they're, 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 none of them are on our side. None of them are on our side. Nobody. We, the people were on our own, but these are two leaders. Again, this is what, this is the definition of when you hear somebody say, we're fighting for you when they're on their microphones with their, their, all, all their shiny, nice outfits and those suits and those dresses flying around the country, asking for you to donate to a campaign that's mathematically impossible for them to win because you don't control the results. Your vote does not reflect the results. And they say, I'm fighting for you. No, they're fighting for their bank account because they can't win. I'm going to say their names. Abe Hamaday, Carrie Lake. You're not going to win your race because they didn't let you win 12 months ago. So if the system's the same and it's corrupted, fraudulent, you've even said this yourself, you have some court cases, nothing's changed. And you just saw a bunch of mail-in ballots or mail-out ballot fiasco because that's the system. What makes you think now all of a sudden they're going to let you win this time? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It is impossible for the two of them to win the results of the general election. 
Same with Trump. So you can either take back your unconstitutional elections, like Daniel has shown you and laid out, or you continue to be a slave and your country is gone. Go ahead. And then we'll just end it. What did you want to say, Daniel? Michelle, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I'm just going to say something real quick and then I got to go. You know, yeah. this is about just at the end of the day, it's the the government doesn't have the authority. They didn't take the proper of that relief that 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 because they didn't do do that. They're not they're not protecting people. They're against it. They don't have authority. Their authority has been dissolved. It's gone. Okay. I, I want to say this publicly to any military general or anybody out there that sees what's going on and knows the truth of what's going on, because the military has the best intelligence in the world. Our military has the best intelligence in the world. They know what's going on. They know the people are being harmed. But see, the military doesn't act unless they've been ordered to, okay? We, we, when we get orders, then we act, okay? I just read to you the manual. The, mer the military has jurisdiction over the Constitution. When I was in, I swore to protect the Constitution and the people from foreign and domestic, right? Now, look. I'm no longer in. I'm one of the people now. Here's the thing. We showed that government has dissolved itself. So government in itself, that civil authority in itself can no longer order our military. That military belongs to the people. It can no longer lawfully, constitutionally order anybody in our military whatsoever. All right. Now, what does that mean? Well, we've read to you, John locks and stuff we've shown you the fundamental principles that whenever government dissolves itself the power always goes back to the people look we've had the power anyways at any time we can reform government if we as we see fit at any time but i say lay this out there because all you have to do come talk to us we can break down even more to the military general whoever's out there someone's listening we can break down even more and show more all the deception and the wrong and the RICO and everything you can imagine. We can break it all down to them. And then we can show you that we, the people have the authority and then that you can come along and help us in, in protecting us as we assemble as the people and, and, and do these elections right and reform our government. That's the kind of authority that we have. That's the kind of authority that we have. Now, I got to get ready because I'm going to have to let, let you go because I got to get ready and go to, go work. to work. Yeah, I, I'm doing, I got a life <laughs> See, the to, regular you know, people. to provide for in my family. So, yeah. Michelle, Michelle, I just want to tell you, mm -hmm. thank you for giving us your platform and letting us talk to the people and assemble with them. I really thank you. I, I you know, I just, it's, it, it's, it's a blessing. So thank you on that. And I'm going to leave You're it welcome. to you. Welcome. And I got to head on if you don't mind. No, go go to work. And then I'm going to wrap it up here. I just want to give the call to action. Joseph, there's anything else that you want to you want to tell uh, the people? No, I want to. Uh, I'm good. I think Daniel covered everything for what we wanted to cover here. It'll be much bigger next week when we get into assemblies. But I want to thank you for the platform, the people listening. We didn't have but less than 24 hours to prepare for this in any, but we mean Daniel know the whole list of the case. You've done a great job on your site. I sent some friends over there this morning. I didn't realize, you know, that we, I personally don't talk to you and people that have done support behind what I'm really impressed with out of all this is, is the, all the 
the great hearts and souls out there that don't even know us that are doing things on their own on their own sites. And, and we're not asking anybody to do anything. I think, Michelle, mm-hmm. you can vouch for that. We don't come to you and no. say, hey, can you please do? We've done this organically on our own um, with support of people. We don't ask for it, but things do come to help us with, you know, filing fees, mailing, because it's not everybody knows here that's involved knows that uh, certified mail is not yeah. cheap. What was? And when you got a big government. It, 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 it's a lot of money and same when you file anything, especially when you file a subpoena. So I want to thank everybody out there that, and you know who you are. I'm not going to put <laughs> names out there for people because it's one of those things, but uh, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for the Lord and, and, and nothing, none of this would be possible without right. God anyways. So that's the main thing is um, to let everybody know. And I just really, really appreciative Michelle for giving us a platform Um and all the time you've done that for Daniel, I know that because it's it's just a good thing. Um, and we just, I just want to thank thank you from my heart of what you've done because you don't know. Well, me. No, you've been on the you've been on the show and we've we've talked when Daniel's on the phone. But you're, no, you're welcome. The reason why I I wanted to get behind you guys when I first had conversations with Daniel is because I I knew what this what the how big of a deal this was, and I know and and I and I knew what the impact was going to be. I mean, and I only know what Daniel has told me. So it's what people have seen. And uh, Daniel and I have spent a lot of time on the phone, everybody. And I've made this, made this. Uh, I've told many, many people that I've said it on the share the shows. So he's told me more than what is out there, but it's not much more. And then there's so much more mm-hmm. that you guys have done and will be coming that I have no idea. So for what I know, which is more than what you guys have shared publicly. I can only imagine what it, what else and how big and what this all really means, because I'm learning literally the constitution and the rules uh, of our, of our, uh, of our hi- in a history from Daniel when we're on the phone. So it is, it is, I know that might sound to people like, Oh, this is, this isn't real or it's difficult or how come it's, it hasn't been done before because nobody took the time that you have put confidence in because they've been brainwashing you, but because when they declare that, Oh, I'm a candidate and then I'm going to be, become a politician that I'm going to solve any of the problems. Right? So they have no solutions because there's no money in solutions. Okay. There's no money in solutions. That's why none of this stuff ever gets solved because they love the system. Right. And so that's never going to change because look at the people that are making the most money that are running for office or in office. They are, they have no solutions. These guys, Daniel had to leave because he had to go to work because Daniel has a job, right? <laughs> and, and Joseph's got like 20 things that he does, right? So they these guys are working full time because you have to have money coming in, right? You just don't, you're not begging on campaign donations. Then you're paying yourself a salary and then you're like flying around the country and, and you know, looking all purdy, Right. But no solutions. That's every single person in the office and every single candidate, right? It's just how it works. So these guys were work have been working on this for three years. They don't do this for a living. And look at the solution. It's 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 it, all of the stuff, all of the all the documents, right? All the documents, right? And, and meanwhile, look at the price of this. Okay, look at the price. It's three hundred and forty-four. I want you to see that three hundred. 333. Is it really 333? Oh my God. It's so satanic. Really? I didn't notice that till just now. 
Oh, the whole system, literally your whole government, your system is so demonic and satanic, typical Arizona to have the filing fee of $333. This state's unbelievable. All right. So you guys want to stop the demon state of Arizona, the devil state of Arizona? I mean, who, who makes their mascot a sun devil, right? No, only a demonic state. That's us, Arizona. So we're asking for everybody's help. Right. We want you guys to get behind us in Arizona. We've got the one click email campaigns. The remonstrance is on there. The court documents, because what happens in this state is going to affect the entire country. It's going to affect the entire country. And he's giving you the roadmap. They've given you the roadmap. So when this you can take this to your state. Again, don't do that yet. Don't do that yet. Because if they've already done the heavy lifting, you want to be behind the snowplow. You don't want to be driving the snowplow, right? You don't need to do that. So we're not reinventing the wheel here, but we got to get you to first know the information so you can watch this video, push this out, join us in holding our turds accountable. It takes less than two minutes to do all the take action items that are on there. I'm going to add some more, but the, there's four, there's four, uh, four, there's three steps, four click, right? And that's on the homepage of azsavesamerica.us, the court case. It has the turd contact. And I'm going to be releasing tonight on my show a five-point plan, which includes Daniel's stuff on how to take back America. The Pray Plan Take Action Plan. And it's bold. It's a lot of the steps never been talked about or done because everything else isn't going to work. Remember, keep in mind, and I'm going to I'm going to add end to this because you know, I want Joseph to say good night, Gracie. Right. So, uh, the what what I and mean, remember, I investigated November 8th election. Okay? And none of that information has ever been told in any court case or any any uh, group, any candidate, any politician, you name it. A lot of money raised off of election integrity, which is not a thing. But what really goes on in the elections, especially here in Arizona, which is the test case, the cesspool case for everything, comes right out of here, Mayor Corruption County. None of that's been exposed. Well, it's coming. Right, We're working on trying to figure out, Leo and I are trying to figure out how to do this and present it to you guys. It is so bad. So that's why what this is going on here is so important. So important. Okay. So go to savemyfreedom.us. Savemyfreedom.us. I want you to subscribe because we're going to give you updates on when these guys are going to be doing lives, the videos. Uh, I'm going to do a whole toolkit that includes all the documents and information that we've, that they, we've talked, I've talked to them about it because it needs to be shared nationwide. And again, we want everybody behind Arizona because what was he talking about assembling? So we can assemble digitally and we're going to assemble in person because if there's not enough people talking about these issues and demanding things, and I know that the, they're not in positions, but you could still play that role with them because we want to hold them accountable because they, they've done, they didn't even, they, these people are so horrible human beings that they didn't, they, they don't even uphold the oath that they did take. Okay. Yes, they took the wrong one. So they're not eligible to be in their positions. They're a bunch of squatters, but they have no, such disregard for you. You little, you slaves that we are, that they didn't even uphold their own oaths. It's mind blowing to me, like the nerve, but then here's the problem. We all enable them because we, we don't push back. We don't, we don't hold them accountable digitally and in person. We don't, uh, oh, we give them money and then we go and help them. Get, uh, not, we knock on doors for them. And then we don't even ask for our money back. 
when they don't do their job because we're so conditioned to do the same thing over and over because that's what we're like we're, we're told like so we're obeying oh it's it's literally so many people were shocked on twitter the other day when they were talking about the ballots going out and them receiving multiple ballots and people that hadn't uh, lived there in 10 years got ballots at what why are you surprised why are any of you don't be mad at the board of supervisors don't be mad at the elections department don't be mad at the recorder they showed you in 2020 and 2022 how they do elections fraudulently and corrupt we did not hold that anybody accountable to get a get a change done so i've been saying this for 12 months what do you think is magically going to happen that 2024 not to mention the election that we have here on november 7th gonna be any different if you don't change anything and you have the same people running it so you're going to get the same you're going to get what happened on november 8th of last year it's going to be even worse so it's going to be 2020 combined with 2022 add in some crack because when it goes on crack you're going to go haywire that's your 2024 can't have that so unless you want that keep doing what you're doing everybody if you don't want that you want real elections you just listen to an hour and a half from these guys to tell you what what needs to happen but first you know have the information okay so subscribe to savemyfreedom.us i'm going to hold up this sign it's down here and then and he's going to say good night gracie all right so savemyfreedom.us because you got to be able to get the information as we're sending it out. And that's going to allow us to find out who wants to be a part of this, of assembling, right? Because now we need to know who's, who are the warriors who wants to get on the battlefield with us. So you got the digital campaigns and you got all the information. It's all on the AZ Saves America. When you go to the SaveMyFreedom.us, if you look at the first tab, it says ban the voting machines. Go over there. That's where all Daniel's stuff is. All Joseph's stuff's there. But now make the decision. And... If you want to help with those guys, um, we'll put something in there so you can do that because it has to be done a certain way, right? It has to be done a certain way because you're not going to be donating to any of the campaigns anymore because that's a waste of money. And you're going to demand your money back from everybody that you did donate to last year. So you're going to have some extra funds to go <laughs> to put in your own pocket. Maybe you want to buy some prepared foods, right? You maybe want to get some, you want to get some supplies. You want to make sure that you help out the, the people that are really fighting for you because everybody else is not. Everybody else is not. All right. So tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time, Brian Farase is going to be on. My, Ray Michaels, we're going to give you more Arizona updates. I'm going to present the five-point plan, and then we're going to put that out this weekend. And uh, we're going to do a nice toolkit, take action toolkit with all the stuff from today and from what the boys, the hard work that they've done. So Dan, thank you. Look at Joseph's so patient. Um, so tune in tonight, right? You, you go to Brighton TV, brighton.tv. If you watch it live, they usually do. It's, it's the least amount of interference because all these other platforms like to sabotage. But then of course, this episode's going to be on Rumble. It's on Rumble right now. Well, actually I'm going to put it up as a standalone because it's on a live stream loop right now. It'll be episode 196. I'm going to do that as soon as uh, I prepare for my show tonight. So Joseph, thank you for your patience. Thank you for being a true American hero and for fighting for the people of Arizona and for the people of America. There you go. That's 
fighting for you, people. That's what that means right there. All right. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you, Joseph. We're ending it. Savemyfreedom.us. Go there. And we're going to do this, go. guys. Have a good day, everybody. See you tonight. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.